What is up, everybody? We're rolling audio here today on episode 44 of The Harder Show. How are you? I hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day so far. Thank you so much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast, letting me come into your home, your car, your gym, your place of work or business, however you're listening, wherever you're listening. I appreciate it, and I'm so glad I am able to help entertain you for a little while, help you get through your day. You know how much I appreciate you. A lot of cool stuff going on, cool stuff going on. Um, If you guys saw earlier, I put up the uh, the status for the pre-order for the t-shirts that is finally happening. I am just going to go ahead and do it um, because I'm kind of sick of waiting. Um, The reason it has taken so, so long to get these t-shirts in order... um, it's mainly just because I was kind of shopping around and that, and finally I decided, you know what, I'm just going to pull the pin on it. I don't care. I want my t-shirt, and I know a few people have already said they want their t-shirts. Um, Mr. Ryan Wood and Mr. Dawson Kavanaugh, you guys are getting your t-shirts very soon. Do not wait. Well, I, should, I say very soon, and then I just remember about the poster strike. So I have no idea how that's going to affect this at all, but I assure you all, whenever I get my t-shirts in stock, you will get them especially those that have pre-ordered um there is definitely two ways you can pre-order you can either either send me an email money transfer if that's easier or you can just say hey i got cash for you i'll go and get the cash depending on where you live um if you live in uh bring in the states somewhere i apologize but you're gonna send me an e-transfer <laughs> that's just how it's gonna have to go but um, for anyone who is uh, local to me, I would be happy to come get the cash from you. Uh, the t-shirts are $18. Um, I, I was hoping to keep it uh, around 15 in between 15 and 20 bucks. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, this run of them I'm doing, you know, they are a pretty basic color in that. The next one I do is probably going to be a little more expensive. Um, I say the next one I do, like I'm already, I've already planned ahead, like, 10 years here folks okay <laughs> so um but definitely uh they're gonna be a good material and everything good t-shirt obviously the awesome design that jason from jay bridges larch did i think the t-shirt is worth 18 dollars um i actually personally any of the t-shirts i get for myself i'm ordering two for myself i'm actually going to be paying into the harder show for them um so i'm even paying for them um obviously i will not be giving these shirts away i need to at least make back a little bit of money, a little bit of money on them to uh, help support the podcast and to basically let you guys know what that's going to be going towards. Um, it's going to be going towards paying for the Harder Show on SoundCloud. Uh, basically, every t-shirt I sell pays for a month of the Harder Show. And anything else that I have left over uh, from the shirts and any money I make on the shirts or on the podcast at all is going to be going right into equipment. I'm currently looking at to upgrade my mixer. So I will be sure to keep you guys posted on that. Um, I want to let you guys know what uh, the support you give the Harder Show as far as financially is concerned um, with buying the t-shirts and that kind of thing. I want to let you guys know what that's actually going into because I feel like that is very important. So thank you everyone who supported me and uh, who has continued to support me and is uh, checking out the pre-order. I appreciate it. Um, it's going to be still a couple days. Um, I'm not going to be putting the actual order in probably for till next week at least. Um, might be a little longer than that depending on how many people need me to wait. I had a couple people say, hey, can, can you wait till like next week or whatever? So 
definitely let me know. Um, you can either shoot me a message on Facebook. You can shoot me a freaking text. You can email me at thehardershow at gmail.com. You can Twitter me. You can freaking Instagram me. You can add me on Snapchat, Terrence James Harder. I just Terrence James. Um, so lots of ways to get in contact with me. You can even comment right now. And say, hey, dude, I want a T-shirt. How do I do this? Very, very easy. Um, definitely, definitely excited for the... Uh, the episode 50 live cast, I will be making the uh, group for that very shortly, um, possibly Monday or Sunday, I'm not sure when, but at some point, um, Jason has made me some awesome, awesome uh, media for it, so very psyched to let you guys see that. Uh, you guys know how much I plug Jason on the show, and you know why. And you'll see why when you guys see my the new banner and stuff that he's done for the episode 50 live cast. He's such a big supporter of the show. Uh, he does absolutely phenomenal work of anyone needs any kind of digital art media. All that he he does so much stuff. This stuff he does even I didn't even know he did. Um, you go on his website, you check out all the stuff he can do. Awesome, awesome guy. Awesome work. Awesome price. You can find him on the web at www.jbird, that's J-A-Y-B-I-R-D, digitalarts.ca. And if you happen to use his services, be sure to let him know that TJ sent you. I want him to know that I am sending him all the support his way that I can because he's such a big supporter of the podcast. Now, all that being said, I'm going to get into today's podcast. I sat down with one of my oldest friends in the whole world. My good buddy, Mr. Garrett Coles, and um, we, we we talked about some PS1 games, and just kind of gaming in general. Um, Garrett actually was a uh, radio broadcast student, so he is a much better um, podcast personality <laughs> than I am, so that came into play a couple times. It was pretty funny. Uh, his transitions were very smooth. Um, very jealous of that, his, uh, his skill level, but um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Be sure to comment anything at all you guys have anything to say about some of the selections we made we talk about our favorite ps1 games well mainly he talks about his favorite ps1 games because i unfortunately never own the console but uh it's a fun fun podcast um definitely gonna have geared on again to uh kind of talk about uh, our friendship and that since i've known him for like 20 years i think it'd be a pretty interesting podcast so without further ado guys hope you guys enjoy it let's get into it Currently sitting at my kitchen table in the kitchenette, living room area of the Hotter Show Studios, sipping on a nice cold uh, James Ready 5.5 Tall Boy. Just got done work a couple hours ago. Very tired, but I'm very excited. Um, uh, definitely getting some alcohol flowing through my veins is helping uh, because I am about to embark on this epic journey here with you guys. And with someone else, who I'll get to in a moment. I wanted to do a top 10 list because I haven't done one in a long, long time. Um, I think the last one I did was uh, episode 6. The uh, top 10 bands of all time. That was a long fucking time ago. So, I wanted to do one based on gaming. And I wanted to start with a system um, that I actually have no experience with at all. Really, when you get down to it. Um, I played it at someone's house. But that's really about it. But I didn't want to leave it out for that reason. So I decided to call in the gentleman who I played 
this console with all the time. I'm not going to call him my gaming expert because that makes him sound like a loser, um, but maybe he is. I don't know. All I know is that he's one of my oldest friends in the world. I've known this dude for well over 20 years, quarter of a century almost. Fucking ridiculous. 20 years. That's insane. Um, also at high school, all that kind of bullshit with this dude. Man, when I was like three, ladies and gentlemen... Mr. Garrett Coles on the podcast. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? That was terrible. That was so terrible. I thought it sounded better in my head. But it is what it is. You know, sometimes yeah. you just got to go with what you're feeling, and you were apparently feeling that. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I was, you, you were saying you were going to call me the gaming expert, and I was like, no, that's not even right at all. Like, if you put in the amount of hours that both of us have put into video games as a whole, there's a lot. There's a lot of fucking hours. But... There are other people that definitely have sunk more hours into different games oh, yeah. than us. Absolutely. And but we digress. We digress. But the, the whole point of this was when I, when I asked you to do this, um, I was like, yo, like, we're going to be on the podcast at some point. We're yeah. going to shoot the shit about a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. But I said, this specific list, I cannot do on my own because Help it would not be out. real. Basically, I was like, yo, dude, come hang out. Be on the podcast. You brought beer, so I'm psyched about that. I did. Um, good old, nice, cold James Reddy's. If you'll excuse me a moment. See, and the thing is, too, is you were saying you had no experience <sighs> with the PlayStation 1, and like you mentioned, we've been friends for like 20-something years. You, The amount of times is, a, is our childhood of like you sleeping over at my house, or like I would come to your house, and I would bring my PlayStation with us. That is true. Like yeah. you, you, probably have, you could easily say you have at least 100 hours. Oh, probably. On select games. Yeah, but as, as far, on like... Like we'll bring it up say, later. We'll bring yeah. it up later. I would say like four games that I remember. Yeah, but, but you, have, you have you have PlayStation knowledge. You have played one. You have like t- tinkered around with. Oh them. sure, sure. But as far as like, oh yeah, this is my favorite game. Oh, and well, going through ten of about. them, nah. I could not do it alone. So I decided to bring Garrett in. I was trying to think of people. I'm like, okay, who do I know who I could do this with? And you're the only person I thought of. Yeah. Um, so you're here. Uh, <laughs> well, because you uh, you were the you were the Nintendo boy. Yes, I, was. I, I never owned an N64, but I would come over to your house and we'd crush some N64 for a couple. Absolutely. Of hours. And then you'd come to my house and be like, either Sega or PlayStation, and both were great Mo- times. Yeah, mostly PlayStation. Yeah. I, I have to admit, I don't remember really playing Sega. So Sega that was more much. early. More earlier, it was me and my Sonic the Hedgehog days. Yeah, a lot of Sonic. Yeah, I remember playing Sonic on your computer. Yeah, I don't remember playing it on. I don't remember playing it on Sega. Yeah, that was pretty intense. That was that was a lot of uh, Garrett and I's uh, childhood, and a lot of our friendship was built around sleep video games. was not an option. Oh, dude, who sleeps? We never slept. The one the one time I remember we were in and uh, we were here uh, in my old room upstairs as I'm pointing to it. You guys uh, can't see it, but I'm the, pointing. the sun was coming up? Yes, literally. I remember, <laughs> let me set the scene for you. We're playing, well, actually, you were playing Final Fantasy. It was on PS2, Final was on Fantasy. PS2, Final Fantasy 10. Um, yes. The one with the dude that does the stuff, that one. Yeah. I don't know Final Fantasy. <laughs> There's a lot of dudes. The one with that dude who has the ball and he like throws it at people. Yeah. Waka. Waka, that's it. Yeah. And the big blue dude. Now, you want gaming expert. That, that's my that's my jam right there. You get me some Final Fantasy X, I'll tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, he, he will. He's not lying. Um, but I remember like we li- like literally were up from like we, we sat down at like 6 p.m. 
And at like 6 a.m., we decided to go to bed. Yeah, it was because it was, normally when we sat down, like we would start the day off with like co-op stuff. Like we do like, yeah. you know, like co-op missions of different things. And then like we always get to this point where like, well, we still want to hang out and chill, but I kind of want to do this and you kind of want to do that. And we always end up doing different shit. Yes. And then uh, I would end up gravitating towards crushing me some Final Fantasy ten. And I would hang out and eat chips or talk to girls on the internet. Talk to girls on the internet. Well, that was long before that. Uh, well, no. Final Fantasy, that was after. That Final, was after. Final Fantasy ten would have been uh, 2004. I was still well after that. Like 2005, six, maybe that yeah. was what was happening, but not that. Uh, grade eight. Grade eight. Yeah, grade eight. There was none of that happening. Uh, th- yeah. Thank you for making me sound like I was I was with it and stuff, but like that's not. But, uh, but we will a, talk about that more later. I have a, something to digress to. As you mentioned, uh, Final Fantasy X, and we're doing a top 10 of PlayStation 1 video games. 10 and 10. Uh, I actually have Final Fantasy VII as my number oh, 10. Oh, that's a beautiful segue. Uh, just real quick here, Garrett was actually, he's actually a radio broadcast dude. Yeah, I was. So he's going to have all these fucking like beautiful seamless transitions. <laughs> you guys are going to go, yo, like what the fuck? Like this is like the best episode of the Hunter Show and that's going to be wild. So was uh, Mr. Brandon Bowden, your little left hand yes. man there. Yes, and he, um, the producer of the Hunter Show, um, I call him that, but uh, he, he knows his shit. In, in reality, um, he doesn't really do anything to help, but uh, we make him look. He's good. a producer. Um, I'm just kidding. He does a lot. But talking about Final Fantasy VII now, I, I'm I'm that that is the one. If I'm not mistaken, and I'm going to make myself sound like a fucking idiot, but, I'll help you out. Okay. Two words: blonde hair or big sword. Yes, that's the one thing. It was with Cloud, right? Yeah, Cloud and the Buster Sword. See, yes. I I know that everyone thinks of Final Fantasy and they immediately drift towards Final Fantasy VII. Yes, because like that's where like the, the iconic image and everything is. And here's my secret: I have never played the game. It is in my top 10, and I've never played Final Fantasy VII for two reasons. When I got introduced to Final Fantasy, it was with 10. It was the first Final Fantasy I ever played. It was mm-hmm. for the PS2. And it came out, and I was like, this is actually like really cool. It's fantasy. You know, you're exploring. It's an RPG. It was a great time. And then everyone's like, oh, you haven't played 7. You have to play 7. I was like, oh, I don't. You know, it's PlayStation 1. I don't want to Yeah, play yeah, of course. It. You know, I didn't want to. And then my buddy, Justin, who, was a, who has a PlayStation as well, he actually bored it from a friend of his, and he played it for a little while, and he said he really enjoyed it. And then I talked to Steve, who's the guy who owns it, and I asked to board off him, and I never got it. Uh, I spent ah. four years trying to get Final Fantasy VII to borrow, and I it never got around to it. I mostly blame Scotty Duquette for that, because he had it. Fucking never, Scotty Duquette. <laughs> he God never returned it, it to him. But the point of the matter being is that... Uh, Everyone you talk to about Final Fantasy games will tell you to try and play 7. And especially now with the re-release being announced and the whole remaster coming out in a couple of years, it's going to kind of re-hype the whole Final Fantasy train. But it started, Absolutely. it made a brand. It's known worldwide as the Final Fantasy game is Final Fantasy 7. And it's literally, it probably sold half the reason people bought a PlayStation was to play the first oh, for sure. Final Fantasy 7. Be- yeah, like, I mean, even I remember hearing about the game and people going, oh, like, you have to play this game, you have to play this game. And I wanted to get a PS1 mm. just to play that game. Yeah, and that's why I'm putting it at 10, even though I haven't played it, because it deserves to be in a top 10 list of being, you know, somewhere on Oh, for sure. Because it, it made the PlayStation. But as someone who's never personally played it, even though I know I would enjoy it, uh, I still think it should be deserved to be recognized. Oh, for sure. It should be up there. And when the remake comes out, I'm definitely going to pick it up. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually probably going to partake in that as yeah. well. Because, I mean, some of the most iconic things in gaming one of the most iconic scenes in gaming when 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 the chick spoilers gets yeah oh yeah spoiler alert um when, when the chick gets there, the sword through yeah. the back Seth Ross stabs yeah her. see I don't even know the names yeah. I feel like I'm just too old but Final Fantasy man it's my, it's my jam yeah literally like one of the most iconic scenes in gaming one of the most iconic like it's a game that neither one of us has played yeah and it's hilarious <laughs> but um like like you think of all, all the people like 
who like made the rumors like oh you can bring her back to life and stuff and oh, all yeah. that shit. And that's like the uh, Legend of Zelda Master Sword early cheat code that you could enter. Yes. We tried for countless hours. It does not work. It this does not work. work. I definitely am going to do an N64 one one day, but I, I want to start with this. But so Final Fantasy seven. Yeah, we'll put it number ten. Being at Garrett's number ten because of Final Fantasy ten. Because of Final Fantasy ten, <laughs> definitely interesting. Uh, interesting uh, reason, but um, definitely deserves to now, be there. So here's what we're going to do because we're doing ten. We're doing final, we're doing the ten PlayStation One games that the two of us like to think are pretty pretty damn good. Oh, for sure. But because you have limited experience, I know which ones you're going to bring in. So we'll save the ones that you actually have personal hands with. For five and lower, once we hit okay, five, fair enough. Five, so I'll get us to five with some ones that should be on the list. But then so, so I got like three, yeah, <laughs> and they're in my top five for sure, for sure. Those three that I know exactly which ones you're bringing up. But uh, number nine is a game you actually played on your N64. Uh, I played on my PlayStation. People have played all around. It's called Army Men Sarge's Heroes, and the Army Men games were huge on the PlayStation. I but they, also, these. they also came out on the N64. And the reason I, I actually absolutely hated. The um, campaign because it just felt dry. You do go here, shoot this, and you know you're a little stick figure army man. But the amount of hours I stunk in as a kid doing the multiplayer with my friends, just going around shooting as like brown little plastic dolls versus like green plastic little army men figures, and like the way they would walk. But it's like a first person sh- or third person shooter. Yeah, like it was so much fun. Like you haven't lived until you blow up a plastic helicopter as a seven year old. <laughs> you have <laughs> not lived. <laughs> with listen, green- listen. Listen, folks. With a green dot, that's a grenade. <laughs> Listen, folks. You have not lived your life. Doesn't matter what you've done before. Doesn't matter if you're a f- you fucking like save life with open heart surgery. You've jumped out of a plane. It does not fucking matter. You have not lived mm-hmm. till you have shot a plastic helicopter with a little plastic dot that's a grenade <laughs> and it goes boom and it goes boom and it is fucking wonderful but that's like it's, it's the same reason that so many people on the N64 love GoldenEye you know the, the story mode was great and all and you can plow through a couple of levels especially in some of the higher difficulties in a couple of minutes but at the end of the day you really enjoyed it because you remember sitting on the couch with your buddies absolutely slaps only you know stuff like that slaps but like, only <laughs> But you get in, you get into some like Army Man Soldiers Heroes, and you get into like some like the famous voice clips of like "Get over here" and uh, "I'm at the ready" and stuff like that. And like you would just like you would pretend you're in the game. And like as a child, as a kid who grew up at the PlayStation One, there's nothing better than just you know blowing up your best friend, blowing your best friend with a grenade launcher a grenade. when they are in a helicopter <laughs> with a little, with a little plastic, plastic dot. <laughs> that is that is the this, this, what to take away from this plastic podcast green course. dots of death. Absolutely, that's all. It's all you need. So if we're going to talk then multiplayer, yeah. I, I actually would, yeah, I would rank it up there with GoldenEye for me because I didn't have an N64. So my multiplayer shooter game, that was Army Men Soldier Zero for me. Like that's how I would co- go into that. But if we're going to, we're going to go down to eight now, we do an eight. Do an eight. We do. So, so, uh, we, yeah. we, we got Final Fantasy seven because it just deserves respect. Deserves the respect. Deserves respect. You got Army Men Sergeant's Heroes because it was on N64 and PlayStation, but it was just a solid time with your buddies. So number eight for me would be uh, Crash Bandicoot 2. Yes. Crash Bandicoot 2 was a hell of a game. Number one was kind of a pain because you couldn't save, and I actually hated it so much because i get so far and then forget to save or my sister would turn off the console and i uh, want to punch her in the shout throat. Shout out to Megan. And it would be a pain. But uh, number two is the first one we ever actually like owned. Yes. Because I had one of those hacked PlayStation 1s, so it was owned. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I remember... Just real quick, I need to segue here. So, uh, most of the games you had, did were, we pay for them? Did you pay for them? Hell no. Because I can recall very specifically this turning point in my life. 
I'm sitting on your floor, young little TJ, young little fat TJ. Kind of, I, I look basically like the way I am now, but much smaller. Uh, I less, had a beard. I was going to say less um, beard. <laughs> no, I saw a beard. Um, Seven-year-old with a beard. Yeah. And, and I'm sitting on your floor, and, and you're like, oh, yo, put in uh, this game. I'm like, yeah, cool. And like, I'm oh, and looking. then the warning message comes up? That too, but before that, I, I'm sitting looking, and you had like all the discs like sitting on the floor for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. remember why. Um, and I'm like picking them up, and, and, and I'm looking, and I'm like, well, like, where's the design? Yeah, it was and just, just right on cue, your dad just happened to walk by because you remember you guys used yeah. to have that. This is your old house, yeah, of course. In the basement. Um, he had like that little workshop. Yeah. He came walking through, and he's just like, um, I don't remember exactly what he said to me, but he basically said, "Why, like, you know, that's how, that's how you should do it." Like, yeah. he's like, yeah. "That is that is the game, is it not?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's all you need." He's like, "Then what's the problem?" Yeah. <laughs> like, and I remember just like, I'm just like. Logic. Oh, Logic. and like you put it on the warning comes up, and I'm always like, "What the fuck?" But your your dad basically taught me how to yeah. be thrifty. Yeah, um, <laughs> unquote word. thrifty. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Your dad thrifty. Pirates steal think. money. People don't download illegally. Yeah, do not download illegally. There's do like not that do old it. school '90s TV commercial where it's like you wouldn't download a car. Like before the yeah. movies and stuff yeah. like that, it was like you wouldn't download a car. Don't download a movie, and it's like. Okay, boss. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and download that fucking movie anyway. See, I don't have a problem with people downloading movies. It's music that I have a problem with, and I will always have a problem with. But it is what it is. That's a story. I am segueing way the fuck off here, guys. I apologize. Y'all know what you're getting into. Crash Bandicoot 2. Crash Bandicoot 2. Crash Crash Bandicoot Bandicoot 2, though, was some difficult shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't remember if you told me I should swear or not on this podcast. You say whatever the fuck you want. This podcast is rated TJ13. That's, what does that mean? That's I still a terrible rating out. system. I, I don't know what it means right. yet. Well, Crash but. Bandicoot was my shit. I know Final Fantasy was my jam. Crash Bandicoot was my shit. Because you'll find out later. Next time. Because you'll find out no. later. Um, I don't know. The levels. The level designs were fun. You were jumping around. Like You could beat a level in like two minutes. It was addicting. Like You get in there and you get to stomp on a goat head and do a bunch of other crazy stuff. And you get a guy that doesn't talk and he just spins around and has a party. And just an enjoyable little character. And then, you know, 10 years later, uh, Naughty Dog came out with The Last of Us and he died. That was the end of the Crash Bandicoot series was when Naughty Dog transferred over to things like Uncharted and fancy boys with little Very. high particle beards. Very sad. Yeah. But um, one thing I was left about the Crash Bandicoot games was I have played them. Um, one of my my personal top fives is actually a Crash Bandicoot game. Which, which one? Um, well, I'll, I'll wait till later. Yeah, I'll wait till later. So you're going to wait till later, like some sort of professional segue? Yeah, I know, right? Like you're going to segue into some sort of professional idea? I'm going to, at some point, segue into that point. So what you're saying is you're going to kill me, steal my radio skills and logic, use a professional segue into your better idea. That's exactly what's going to happen. Well, you know what's going to happen? What? You kill me. I'm going to come back like a freaking zombie. <laughs> Eat your face. You know what sucks about zombies? Resident Evil 2. Oh, Number shit. Seven. Number oh, seven. shit. Oh, man. Resident Evil. I don't even know where to begin, except with zombies. You're just shooting zombies in the face. It's just so many different story modes of shooting zombies in the face. So many different endings of or, shooting zombies in the face. You know, and you can be a little bitch and run through the whole thing and not kill anything and get the reward of hunk and be a piece of tofu for... Yeah, that game had some messed up unlockables. <laughs> Beat the game without killing anything in record time, and you unlock like another campaign of like some dude. He's like a secret soldier or whatever. You beat his campaign without killing one in record time, and you can beat all of Resident Evil 2 as literally a piece of tofu. Look that up. I'm not kidding you. He's not joking, That's folks. That's an actual unlockable. Is you can play Resident Evil 2 as a piece of tofu. Can it like fight? Uh-huh. It gets guns and everything. What the fuck? Yeah. 
Yeah. Why a piece of tofu? Japan? Japan. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> why? Because Japan. That's why. But like Resident Evil 1 was great and had a great story and everyone was all like, yeah, you're in a mansion, you're doing stuff and, you know, Chris and all the fun stuff. Chris and stuff. Before you had steroids, a.k.a. Resident Evil 5. <laughs> um, but Resident Evil 2 was like the hammer nail. You got Leon S. Kennedy, you got uh, Ada. Like you play Resident Evil 2 and you're like, this is a zombie game in the 90s. Like this is a good time. And like it came so good that they're actually remaking it nowadays for like mm-hmm. newer consoles. But like, I remember playing Resident Evil 2 as a kid and just not being able to look at a console for like a week because I would be terrified. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Of zombies. And then I stopped playing it. Like, I, I never beat it. I'd always die and get my ass kicked. But uh, later on, I got my PS2 with a Final Fantasy X. Ha <laughs> References. References. Whoa. Excuse me about that, guys. That was my fault. I, am, I went for my beer and I hit my microphone stand. You're so professional. But it's actually pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. But uh, anyway, I, uh, when I got my PS2, I got Resident Evil 4 with Leon S. Kennedy again. Yes. And I was like, oh, I know this dude. I used to play video games. That is Leon. And his little fancy jackets and his police. His little fancy jackets. His police vests and his handguns and his pew-pews and the pistols and the zombies. And then it's just a great time. Resident Evil is just a great time all around. Man. All around. See, I, I don't remember Resident Evil 1 because the first Resident Evil I played was Resident Evil 0. Yeah, so that's like GameCube. that's like the like the one X or whatever. It's like the one. It's like yeah, the it's, it's like I think it's the third one, and it, it like was like prequel? in between something. Is it like a prequel? No, I feel like it was in between. It was like a story that was in between like two and three. Oh, randomly, no. it was like a way off. I never, I never, I never, I never played X. I, I didn't play X either, but Zero was sick. If you yeah. never played Zero, oh, Zero sorry. And I don't, I, I Zero never, was I really Zero. sick. I re- it was like a convict. Was that the one that's like Code Veronica or whatever? No, there was a dude. He was like a convict, and there was like this chick. Who was like a part of like the task force, whatever the fuck the task force mm-hmm. is called? Mm-hmm. I should have done my research. Um, should have done. I should have done my research. Should have prepared. Yeah, that's what it you is. You know what the best plan is? To have no plan. Exactly. Literally, he, he walked in the door and he's like, "So, like, what are we doing?" And I'm like, "Well, we're gonna sit down, have a beer, and we'll just talk." And he's just like, "Well, like, where's your plan? Get, we're just gonna get into it. We're just gonna get into it." And, and then he's the like, happens. "That is the plan." And then I said, "Sweet." And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> that was a terrible segue. That was horrible. I know. We should bad. try and think. Good of- segue. Spyro, Spyro. <laughs> I panicked. I panicked. Uh, <laughs> no, but actually, that is my number six. Is indeed Spyro the Dragon. Yes. Which uh, one? Actually, here's the thing: is I'm a I'm a crunch them. I'm gonna do one through three. So Spyro, uh, Ripto's Rage, and Enter the Dragonfly are the. They're all. Or, no, not Enter the Dragon. Year of the Dragon. Year of the Dragon. Year of the Dragon. Enter the Dragonfly's PS2. Um, Year of the Dragon, Ripto's Rage, and Spyro one because they're. They're all kind of the same game. You know, you run around, you collect gems, you run over baddies, you set them on fire, and you free the dragons, or you save the eggs, or whatever, and, you know, you beat the bait bad, but they're all really good. Yes. They're all a lot of fun. Like, they're... Gamers always get subcategorized. Like, you get the gamers who are achievement hunters who literally will play a game to get 1,000 or 1,000 on it, and then you'll get people who play the game just to be the, as fast as humanly possible, the speedrunners. Yeah. Speed then you get, like, people who play Spyro. <laughs> and you get people you just for Spyro like because Spyro whenever you beat a level it's got like a percentage on it you can either unlock all of like you get all the eggs all the rupees kill all the enemies like you can fully clear levels and I remember that was the first time I ever was able to like look at a journal and be like okay on this level I have 84% of the stuff but on this level I have 15% of the stuff well maybe I should finish 100% of it first you know and because like in the Crash Bandicoot games you just get like your gem or your crystal or whatever and like yeah woohoo you win but like Spyro, like you just are in the level. Like 
you can beat the level. Yeah, you get to the end point. Like crash, you get to the end. You're at the end. That's it. Game over. Yeah, but with Spyro, it's Spyro, like you, it's you can almost, go back. Yeah, it's almost open world in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like you, you load up a level and then, okay, here's all the stuff. Have at her, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, it was also one of the first games I ever played with backtracking, where like you could beat a level, but then you'd have to come back when you get. I think this is mostly in two and three, where you get like abilities. Like uh, I think it's three, you get the ability to climb walls, or two, you can get, like super speed and super fly, where you can like. You run through these gates and then you can like take off into the air and yeah. actually fly around the whole thing. Yeah, I think that was two. Yeah, I think that was two. But like, you would have to go back to levels you've already beaten in order to get that hundred percent clear. And like, I remember that being as a kid because nowadays video game unlockables is almost unheard of. It's either yeah. it's either DLC, it's DLC, or you don't get a lot of reward for your effort. And you, really, you really don't. Just like I, I have to say this because I'm so pissed off about it. Fucking Fallout New Vegas. I was yeah. playing it when you came in. Um, hardcore mode. Don't waste your fucking time. No. What do you get? You get a trophy. That's it. That's it. That's it. You beat the game. You think they give you like a thing. gun or something? It's like it, I'm not saying like. Listen, I'm speaking directly to Bethesda here. Listen, Bethesda. I'm listen. not saying I want you to give me like money or a gun or whatever. Just give me something. Like be like, oh, you beat this game on hardcore mode. Here's this really cool perk for your guy. Where like he never. Like he regenerates health slowly. Like, I don't fucking know something. You get nothing, no, and it's so, very disappointing. So here's what you're gonna do, Bethesda. You're gonna put unlockables in your games. Otherwise, we're gonna get a small plastic green ball dot of death and blow up your helicopter. Fuck yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna blow up Bethesda's helicopter because it, like unlockables are half the fun about playing a game. Like you go over to your buddy's house and he'd have like some character or some skin that you don't have, and you're like, how the hell do you get it? Oh, you got you got to do this, and you know, ha, 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 I can Darth do Vader. Yeah. Darth Vader, yeah, Darth Vader, Soul Calibur, yeah, yeah. straight up, straight up. But like, like I was talking about earlier with Resident Evil Two and the tofu, like, no, the, like, who the fuck, who, who yeah, the fucking thinks of that? But it's freaking funny. Like that, I would beat the, I would play the game relentlessly until I unlock that, just to say, yeah, by the way, I can play Resident Evil Two as a piece of tofu. Spyro with the whole hundred percent clear. This is I'm circling back here. You see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with, the, with the you beat the game 100 percent and all you get is an alternate ending which is a little bit cool because you know sometimes an extra even though it's just a cutscene it's still like kind of it's neat. worth it you get something but you can you unlock the sound check so I think it's Spyro two you can get I think it might be three but one of the ones you can you get like you can like listen to all the music from the, yeah, yeah. the different levels which you know no one ever really does but it's still really cool if you wanted to and then um, you get like a, a you know, okay you remember Ocarina of Time you get the uh, Majora's sorry Majora's Mask not Ocarina of Time big slip up there uh, the bomber's notebook when you like complete a quest you get like a little like uh, rip, stamp l- a little stamp thing yeah. you, in the journal that, bef- that I mentioned before about checking like which levels you've beaten and which ones you haven't you get a little like fully yeah a little, little thing if you yeah. get it fully completed and then your save file says 101% so which is kind of cool but you don't get that in games now you don't get that sense of um, reward like yeah you get an achievement or a trophy nowadays but they're making them easier and yeah. easier and easier and there's now no, it, nothing really attached to it like, yeah Literally, I, I don't remember what game it was, but literally I was playing and it was like walk forward and then you walked forward and it was like da ding, walked forward. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. Bronze trophy. I'm like, fuck off. Uh, I have uh, Dark Souls 3, one of, yes. my, one of my favorite games to play. I just came out a couple months ago. You get a trophy for dying because Dark Souls, like, if anyone's ever played any of the Soul series, you die a lot. Like, it's most of the game you're dying. A lot. And honestly, like, I was like, okay, great. I just got a trophy for being an idiot and falling off a cliff. But at the same time, it's funny because. You know, game's like, <laughs> you died, sucker. Here's a trophy, dumbass. Yeah, basically. Here's your trophy, asshole. But there's, you beat the game, you get all the trophies, you unlock the platinum, whatever. But then 
You got nothing at the end of the day. Whereas like old school games, you'd beat the game and get everything. Like you have everything. Like um, some of your WWE games you used to play as a kid. Oh yeah. You would unlock hidden characters. Like I remember yeah. one time you could play as um, like the whole crew. I think it was on No Mercy or whatever. Yeah, like, no, mer- like, literally like the devel- no Mercy. Yeah. The, the developer staff or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like No Mercy, you can literally. Um, it's No Mercy for Thanks Sixty Four. Um, you literally can sit down, play through all like the titles. And you'll unlock people as titles go on. Like you'll unlock friggin' Shawn Michaels, you'll unlock McFoley, you unlock mm-hmm. the referees and stuff like that. Like it's cool. Like you get something for your effort. Yeah. You put it. You put you, if you if you're gonna put gamers to get gamers to put in time into your game, you might as well reward them for their effort. You know, get in there and be able to do something. Absolutely. And it's 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 the reward thing is one reason also why you love Spyro. Yeah, that's one reason I love Spyro because like it keeps records of how much you've cleared a level. It shows you what you're missing, what you're not missing, and how you can go after it. And then at the end of the day, you unlock, like I said, you get that little stamp in your journal, you get the sound editor, you get the extra cutscene at the end. I don't know, it's just more gratifying, I guess, in a sense. Oh, absolutely, and that's that's a game, too, that actually we have on the PS3 and Sam plays it once in a while. Well, that's the thing, too, is like Sony realized how much their old library is fantastic, yeah. and they opened it up on the PS3. They haven't done it on the PS4 yet, which is kind of a piss-off, but... They'll get there. I think yeah. they'll get there, actually. I mean, it's old-school technology. How hard can it be to duplicate it? I, I, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm wondering. Yeah. Um, so, number six. Number, number six. six. Number six, 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 six. Number of the beast. Number of the beast. I'm impressed you didn't peek once. Yeah, I've got pretty good control. Yeah, pretty, um. good, pretty good control of your voice. Uh, this is a game you would have played at my house, but you probably didn't play too many hours of it. It's uh, Rayman. Rayman 2, The Great Escape. Yes, I remember the this The dude with no arms, no legs, but hands and feet. And that that first time I ever saw Rayman as a child, it scared the shit out of me. I remember the commercial. It's Rayman, yeah. not Rain. It's like this big fat guy. You know? Like I have become Ray. You know? It's uh, everybody loves Rayman, not everybody, not Rayman. Yeah. But no, it was a great game, and is it again? Like obviously, it's you can see the trend here that I'm a fan of RPGs, mm-hmm. but. Like Rayman wasn't really an RPG in the sense like you were completing, but it was the same as like Spyro and Crash, where like you had levels that you could pick to play. Like you 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 had a world map, not a world map, but like a hub world where you could pick which level you wanted to go into. You had stuff you can collect, but you also at the end of the day had an objective and you can destroy stuff. But between me and my sister, we probably sank forty seven hours into Rayman before we beat the first world. Wow. Like the game was hard. There was no difficulty selection. You didn't get to pick, like yeah, normal. Dif- you just was like you're in the world of Rayman. Good luck. Tough luck. Good. So much you luck, honey. Don't Good die. luck. And I remember it was my sister. Don't die. It was my sister who beat it. She beat the first boss, and I remember being like upstairs or somewhere, and she'd come up and tell me, and she's like, "I beat Rayman too." I was like, "What? Really? Like you beat the whole game?" She's like, "No, the first boss." I'm like, "Huh? Cool." You suck. <laughs> Loaded up her save, saved it over into my save, and just progressed with the rest of the game, never having beaten the first boss myself. Yeah, that's right. I'm a cheater. What do you want from me? Come at me, boy. So you've never... So so you're telling me right now, you're confessing to me, right here on the horror show. That I've never beaten the first boss of Rayman 2? We're going to have to make that happen at some point. Yeah, if I could ever find a copy that works. Oh, my but God. I have beaten the game. I have, beat, I have beaten Rayman 2. It's a, it, it is a hard game, though. It, uh, you're basically collecting these masks to unlock an ancient beast, and then he comes and fights your big enemy for you at the end. But... Like the puzzles 
the worlds and it's the one of those one of those games where like the 3d world was first introduced like it was coming out around the same time as mario 64 yeah where it was like okay you don't have to deal with a 2d environment anymore like you can literally spin the camera around the character yeah yeah it you was can aim 3D. at stuff behind you you can aim your shots from your character like his uh raymond if people doesn't know throws lums which is like these little like golden fairy things and they scream at you every time you throw them it's hilarious <laughs> But you had to free, <laughs> you had to free things from cages, and that, that was like the collectible was to free the cages or whatever. But mm-hmm. it was like these puzzles were hard, and like there'd be things like back in the day in video games where swimming physics were like impossible to make. So yeah, like every character in every video game back then could not swim, so you'd like touch the water with your toe, your character would instantly die. Rayman was one of those games, and yes. like every level had water. So, like, you would be just, like, walking along like a seven-year-old kid, like, I'm playing me some Rayman. And, oh, toe touch water. Sorry, you're dead. Good luck. All the way back to the beginning. Sorry about your luck. Yep. Tough luck. And Up yours. Ray- Rayman 2 was <laughs> Screw like, you, seven-year-old. Rayman 2 was, like, the Dark Souls of water physics. <laughs> <laughs> Rayman 2 was the Dark Souls of water physics. Like, and then you, get, you, you, know, you go over to the N64, and you got Link swimming through the water temple like he's got no problem. You go over back to the PlayStation, you got guys, I don't want, I'm not touching water's over there. No, man, I don't know how to swim. Oh, man, I can't save your princess anymore. But it, that was the thing, like, and this is just all coming back to the point about older games, at least for us as adults, were more challenging. Because, oh, hell yeah. Because you were so limited in what you had access to. And I remember playing Rayman, and again, like I said, I've never beaten the final, that first boss, and being able to look at it and being like, shit, I have to cross this gap. There's water, and I'm not the greatest at hovering. And it would just, like, you would be struggling. And then yes. you go into a game like that nowadays, and it's like, a little tutorial comes out, it's like, cross the water with a double jump. And you go back to Rayman yeah. two days, and it's like, you die, and the loading screen says, hey, tutorial, double jump, idiot. It's like, double oh, jump, you tell fucking me, idiot. Tell me that after I died during the 12-minute loading screen that pops the 12-minute up. 12-minute loading screen. That's the only thing I have to say from older games I don't miss is the loading, loading screens. screens. Yeah. And it didn't bother us, but nowadays, like it would it would cause yeah, an get, uproar. Yeah, you get like a 30-second loading screen nowadays, and the world pretty much shits itself. And it's pretty funny how back then we wouldn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It was actually great because like if you were playing with your buddies or whatever, you get a loading screen. Everyone knew that was the time to go take a piss. That was the time to go like grab some chips or whatever. Like, like It was like a... Almost a break, but without yeah. ever actually taking, taking a, a break. break. You don't have to press press pause. You just yeah. oh, long string, the compass. Yeah, you know what games actually was one of my favorites that didn't have a lot of loading screens. That you boot up the level and that was it. That's it. Like you, you're in the level and it's game over, man. You've played it. You played the hell out of it. Uh oh. You played the hell out of it. I played the hell out of this game, apparently. I don't know what game you're talking about. Some Jedi Power Battles. That's a Jedi Power Battles. Of course, Jedi Power Battles. Jedi Power Battles, the only loaded screen, and it was the longest ones. They were like 10 minute loading screens, but like it would load the whole level from start to finish. And it would be like you'd you pick your character. So in uh, back in the days of childhood, Garrett and TJ, I would be Plo Kong, which is this little orange lightsaber wielding mother hell and then you would be either obi-wan or qui-gon whoever you're feeling that day yeah or mace windu oh, or mace yeah, windu yeah, yeah. I, I was i was usually obi-wan though um because yeah. qui-gon sucked yeah Quite i didn't like qui-gon he had like a shield yeah his special powers like this you basically jedi power battles guys for anyone who doesn't know um basically it's kind of like a hack and slash game but yeah. it is a jedi game you're a jedi you can pick between a bunch of different people you got plo Khan, you got mace Windu, you got quack on you got obi-wan kenobi and then the chick whose name i don't remember um adi gala that's it adi gala um very good and all like the jedi have the different powers and their strengths and weaknesses and so forth so uh, i would usually be obi-wan kenobi because his uh, special power would make him uh, lunge forward viciously and slash uh by like 
if, if you have those old school box TVs, if you could imagine your finger was on the far left of the box TV, you press one button and then Obi-Wan would be on the right side of the box TV, but not necessarily on ground. He would probably just fall to his death. That was the only thing like, I can remember time. all the time. You'd lose I all our lives. That button. And that was the thing, yeah. shared lives. Yes. Games nowadays don't co-op, don't punish you enough. Back in the day, you had to share lives. Your buddy dies, you hit him in the head. Like, like you fucking die again, you idiot. Yeah, like, son of a bitch, stop wasting all our shit. Yes, and that was why I, I, I started being Mace Windu, I think, because yeah. his little power, he like just like, threw his lightsaber Yeah, he would just like, crouch down and just fuck everything up around him. Yeah. Like, uh, just fuck everything see up ya. <laughs> And fucking... Um, but like, Plo Khan, like I always played the same character because his thing was like... Like the Legend of Zelda Link uh, spin dash. Like you just spin around in a freaking yeah. circle. But it's wreck shit. You just wreck everything. And it was great. But because we were such big Star Wars nerds as kids, like having. Still a, am. Yeah, still, yeah, still am. Still am. I still am. Yeah, <laughs> freaking uh, Rogue One, December. Yeah. yeah, yeah shit. As long as they don't ruin it. I'm no, excited. Actually, it should be, it's, it's outside of. What? We're getting distracted. Distracted. <laughs> That's what the horror show is all about. We get distracted. But with the uh, Jedi Power Battles, like, you, you only had. 10 levels. That game only had 10 levels. Yeah. And that was one of those Dude. games that you could pick a difficulty. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I said before that Rayman, you couldn't pick a difficulty. Jedi Power Bars, you could. You play an easy, normal, or Jedi. And Jedi would just wreck you. I have to say I don't remember us together ever beating it. Uh, I've never fully beaten the game from start to finish. Uh, I have, like, played it to a point, left it for a couple months, come back, played another couple levels, left it, come back. I played a couple levels and then never beat in the end because the end you fight Darth Maul and he just he wrecks your shit. You can't beat Darth Maul. The game's hacked. But the game is hacked, folks. Remember how I mentioned unlockables before? Jedi Power Battles had some sick unlockables. Yes, they you did. Could, you could play as Darth Maul, which is sick. Yeah, real sick. Because you know who doesn't want to play as the final boss of a game all throughout the whole main game? Yeah, Darth Maul versus Darth Maul. I didn't think that one through, did you? And you got fucking uh, Captain Panaka. Yep, yeah, with his little blaster. Pew, pew. Yeah, and you got, uh, I think Power Rangers. Yeah, game yeah too, uh, I think it was back then it was uh, Queen Amidala or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 probably. And yeah. I think, I, if I remember correctly. I think there's another Jedi, isn't there? No, I, oh, from what I remember, it was Jar Jar. No. He, like, kicked people. No, he was the bonus level where you had to go around kicking people as Jar Jar. It was like, you, uh, if you did, like, secret shit through uh, Naboo, you could unlock, like, a... Little collectible thing is Jar Jar. Oh, okay. So I think I, the, I think those three. I think there's only three. It was Darth Maul, Captain uh, Palaka, and uh, Queen Amidala. Queen Amidala. But like that's again collectibles. Like, yeah, but remarkable. And that yeah. was that was the thing too. Is it had a level up system? If you remember. Yes, I remember that. If you did well enough, you could use your points to like buy combos or like make your force power stronger or make. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the game doesn't give you a tutorial, so it doesn't tell you what the symbols mean. Uh, it doesn't have to figure it, it doesn't tell you what your stats mean either because it's in that weird like uh, Star Wars language that no one can read like it, the game just basically says screw you have fun have fun hit people with your lightsaber good luck yeah and try not to kill your best friend try really hard not to jump off a fucking cliff by accident by yeah. pressing the wrong button uh, number four you know what screw it number four who would you pick for number four Something, what was this? Number four for me uh, is a game that I actually, um, it's really the only game from the PS1 I can say that like I, I know really, really well. Because it is a game that Sam and I actually still play to this day. We literally just played it the other night. Is it one of those like old school like racing ones? It sure is. Oh, buddy. It sure is. Oh, and that game. If you're not first or last. <laughs> yeah. And that game is uh, CTR, Crash Team, Team racing. racing. That's a solid choice. That fucking game. Me and Sam, I have to say me and Sam, because I, I, the first time I ever played the this redhead. game. Yeah, the redhead. The redhead. Um, I remember playing this game 
Anytime I would go to the dentist in Newcastle. Oh, yeah. That game would always Wasn't be that great? on. great? Dentist in like old school, like, uh, I don't want to say optometrist. Wait, no, yeah. The guys that do your eyes. That's optometrist, right? No. Isn't that what the eye doctor is uh, called? I'm pretty sure optometrist. Wait, is that? I think that is. No, that. sorry. Yeah, sorry. You're right. I have no fucking idea. I'm yeah. so tired. So anyway, like you go, but like old school, right like now. doctor's offices, you could either get like TVs and stuff in the waiting room or like they'd have them like mounted in the ceiling so you could watch them while you're in the chair. But then like yeah. certain waiting rooms would have like, uh, well, I guess an N64 or like a PlayStation. Yeah. Um, one of the ones I went to had a duck hunt. Like it wasn't like it was like an old school NES, but then just the only thing in it was Duck Hunt, and the gun was attached to like the plastic, so you couldn't move the gun yeah. far. But like that was awesome. You would play, get to play games for a little while while you wait. Oh, I remember like I'd be excited to go to the dentist because I played Crash Team Racing. No, yeah. and that was the only game they had. It was the only game that was ever on. Did you ever have to come back to the same save file, or was there no memory card? Uh, there was not a memory code. Oh, so you could so like, you had to, yeah, so you could, like make like, appointment, play for a little while. No, and yeah, then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple yeah. months down the road, come back. Yo, this is my save game. Well, like I, and I only went like once a year because like I had like perfect teeth yeah, too, right? So like, the, who goes to the dentist more than once a year? Yeah, I know, right? Fuck, fucking people. <laughs> you, uh, not me. Well, I've been to the, the dentist day. in like two years. Back in the day, back I've been to the dentist in like six years. Uh, back in the fucking, braces, back in the braces days. Back in the braces days. The braces days. Straight out of braces. Straight out of braces. Crazy motherfucking name, Garrett. <laughs> never again. Never again. Never I'll again. never. I'll never try and rap again. No. Um, but yeah, Crash Team Racing. Um, what can I really say about this game? If you guys don't know Crash Team Racing, go check it out. Basically, it is all the characters from Crash Bandicoot on carts racing. I think I can name them all. I, I, you, you, you got Crash, obviously. You got his girlfriend, whatever her name is. Coco. Coco. You got Polar, because Sam always plays his Polar. The goddamn Polar Bear. That fucking, dude, I have lost more race to that fucking Polar Bear. My sister and my cousin Carly have this phrase, and it's called Fuck Polar, because whenever they would play that game, Polar always wins. And I think Polar is the only AI script that the game developers ever finished, because whenever you play against computers, Polar is always the one who wins. Polar is literally always the one who wins. Always. It's freaking rigged well him and um I, f- I find that we always you know who we always lose to is is, is the dingo dial not him no he never fucking wins he always gets in last for us tiny no not tiny either because i usually play as tiny cortex uh no not him either the one engine. with the missile engine the one, is that who it is i, I don't know yeah he's got a giant n on his forehead and he's yeah. got a missile sticking on the side of his head and yeah he's got the same status as coco uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. has like the turning. Yeah, he I, turns really good. Yeah, uh, I believe the term is handling. <laughs> I believe the term is handling. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. you fucking noob. And then the only one we're missing is uh, Pura, which is like the tiger. Okay, excuse me. Sam always places Pura. By the way, I just named all of them. You just Kennedy. named all of them. And then there's the boss, Ripperu, or uh, the what, like the story boss, the zombie. Oh, not the zombie, the alien. Oh, um, I'm putting him on the spot here. Oh, Ripperu is the one phrase the first boss, and then Papu Papu is like the fat Indian. Yeah, guy. he's the in, yeah. without being racist. He's legitimate. he's literally an Indian dude. Like he 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 is a Native American. Yeah. And then um, yeah, you got the rat, which is a pinstripe. You get the pinstripe rap guy, and then oh, I want to say it's with an O, an octane. I think it's octane. On octane or something like an that. An octane or something like that. Something but along like his, those lines. His, I'm currently looking it up because I'm curious. As his well. course is in space and it's filled with turbo pads and like jumps and shit and it's throwing you all over. It's hard. As Beating hell. him is very very hard. I remember me and Sam tried forever and ever and ever and I finally beat him one night. But you know what's funny about that game? Because I guess it's made by the same developers and whatnot. But it's one of those games where it records your progress. Yeah. Like you get a save file and it's like you're like 25. percent 
and you, I don't know, you feel a sense of rewarding when you've actually beaten the time trial for like all tracks and stuff. Yeah. Like that. And it was it was a fun racing game. Like you get like those old ones like Forza or uh, Need for Speed, like the original Need for Speeds, or like racing games back then. It was like I'm in a car, yeah, I'm going fast. But then you get like the goofy kart games, like and those are sick, like Mario like, Kart, and Mario man. Kart, and CTR, and like. People enjoyed them way more because yeah. they were just, I don't know, goofy enough, but still smart enough that you could take serious. Oh, for sure. And, like, you know, it had, like, a bunch of sick weapons and stuff. And yeah. any time that I am playing this game with Sam and I, like, am letting her win. Cause you're she you're she letting her win. She doesn't listen to the to, podcast. To clarify, so okay. you're letting Yeah, no, yeah, no. She's not, she's not going to hear this. Okay, so I let her win. So There's no. On the, on the record. Yeah. On the record. You're letting her win. I let her win. There we go. That's all. Yes. All right. Um, she knows, I'm gonna, I'm but send, um, I'm send it to her. yeah, she knows. She knows what's up. Um, and she's throwing known, you under she, the bus. She'd also know I'm full of shit, so it's okay. But um, no. Anytime I'm losing and I get that little ball of energy, the blue one, and it like she's at whoever's in first place. Yeah, I'll always wait because if I, my whole thing is if I can't win, wait till you're in second. You're not gonna lose. <laughs> no. If I'm like I'm talking, if I'm in like last place for some fucked up. Oh, and you know you're gonna lose. I'm gonna lose anyway, and so she's you, in first. You wait till the AI catch I, up to her. And I then wait until someone's about to catch up with her, and I fucking hit her with it. I do that every single time she's about to win. There's no better feeling in the world than screwing over someone who's about to win. Absolutely, <laughs> and that makes me a terrible person. Every but time, I love hey, it. hey, I love I'm the same it. way. Every time that happens, it always causes such a fight, and it's so funny. I love it. Somebody's not getting lucky for a couple days. Oh, dude, it's bad. (laughs) She she gets so mad at me. She gets so mad. But it's funny, but we still enjoy playing it. But that being said, leading into number three. Number three is actually uh, a personal favorite of mine that I just beat uh, again for like the seventh time like a month ago. Um, It's an RPG, like I said before. Sucker for good RPGs. Yeah, we're both RPG guys. That's that, that's um, kind of our thing. And you know, uh, if we haven't mentioned any of your favorites, feel free to just like throw her on there, and then we'll talk to you about them in the comments later. Absolutely, right? that that's my There's line. But absolutely, nothing uh, we like better better in an argument with strangers about things over the internet. Yeah, well, see, I don't like arguments. I want everybody to get along. Yeah, but I'll argue them. Yeah, you know, see, you'll argue them. Yeah, but um, you and you you have Twitter, right? Yeah, I do. You can tweet I mean, Garrett. You can uh, tweet Garrett. I'll find them. They'll find me. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's. Isn't I'm your, actually. Uh, you know, it's a story for another time. Is uh what was number three? So number three. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> the RPG that I've literally sucked most of my life away. I can easily say I've sunk over three hundred hours into this game in a heartbeat. Jeez. Oh yeah, it's a Legend of Dragoon. Yes, it's one of those four disc monolith games that like you literally look at it like who the fuck's gonna play this game for four discs? Me. I remember that. I am. I remember going with you a few years ago. You were, you found a copy of Anka Gigi. Anka Gigi. And you met the guy in like Oshawa at and that this weird. Was literally like two years ago, mm-hmm. and I bought a copy off of some random dude in Kijiji, and I literally cried. <laughs> yeah, like you were like you like, you like texted me like dude, can, like what we are you were, doing? We were, we were gonna hang out after, yeah. and you were like, oh, I had to go buy a guitar. I was like, you want to come with? Because you buy shit on Kijiji all the time. Yeah, and I was like, you want to come with me to buy this? Because I've never I'd never done it at the time. And I was like, I'm gonna go buy this game off a guy from Kijiji. Come with me. And, and literally, <laughs> I went and bought a guitar, and you bought a game. And then the same. and then I literally. You were gonna hang out after because you wanted to hang out with your guitar, and I was like, "Sorry, dude, I I got I got to go play this. Game. I got stuff I got to do. I, 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 gotta, I, gotta, I go. gotta go get this game." And, and this and game play is it. an experience for me because I never owned it while owning my PlayStation One. I owned yeah. it when I got a PS Two, and I boarded off my roommate for my first year in college, and before that as well, I boarded it off of. I, I never owned a copy, like I always was borrowing it from somebody. So when I actually like a couple years ago when we did the whole Kijiji transaction and shit yeah. like that. That was, that was a while. That was yeah, years ago. To get my own copy that actually worked. Oh, buddy. 
Oh, buddy, you better believe I sunk so many hours into it. And it's one of those RPGs where you get party members, and like I don't mean like two extra people. You get like a lot of people. Get, like, I remember. I think you get eight. You get. But then, it was during it, it came. The thing is, is that not a lot of people played it. It's one of those cult classic games. Like you mm-hmm. either played it or you haven't. But because I realized after I looked, because I was looking into it, I've done my research. It came out a week after Final Fantasy VII. So there's your first problem. Uh, there's your first problem right there. It's like you, you got this game with all this hype, and then, oh, by the way, Final Fantasy VII. Have fun. Four discs. Fuck that. That's why yeah. I put it at number 10, because Final Fantasy, you can get the hell away from My Legend of Dragoon. The game's so good. It, it, and it was one of those, because a lot of people didn't like PlayStation, because um, with the RPGs anyway, there wasn't a lot to do. Like you, you put in your inputs, and then you're done. Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy X, you get into a battle, you know, screen shatters, and you know, the battle, and you're like, yeah, I'm in a battle, woo! And then you, you select attack, and then you watch the guy punch the guy for you, and you're like, okay, cool. It's great. <laughs> Legend of Dragoon, you get into a battle, freaking battle music starts, and it's all like strings and shit, and you're getting all amped up, and then you click attack, and then all of a sudden, there's these boxes flying out of nowhere, and you realize that you actually have to control the attack. Like, when you're in a battle, you don't, just watch it happen you participate like you have to time your swings and the more swings you time together the more damage you do it's yeah the, the addition system and that was addicting as hell because you could level up your additions the more successful ones you completed the better they were and uh one of the first ones you get is a little move called volcano it's for the first guy he's a fire elemental his name's dart and like he uses a sword and they all all, all the different characters use different weapons but i was so obsessed with dart because of his like he's a fire elemental which is like my favorite and you're a thing. pyro and <laughs> You're a secret closet pyro. But it was so addicting to be in an RPG where I was actually participating in the battle. Like, I was actually, my actions actually mattered instead of just clicking, oh, my stats are overpowered, I'm going to wreck this guy's face kind of deal. You go in and it's like, yeah, okay, I might be strong enough to beat this guy, but he can still easily kill me in two hits if I screw up all my additions. Mm -hmm. And it was like street fighting almost in the sense of that, like, you have to actually be management of your characters and guard when you want to guard and attack when you want to attack and the story was just so enveloping and I would remember like I'd get to a town and you I wouldn't do anything I would just listen to the town soundtrack because you could walk the town would be um, they were called pre-rendered backgrounds back in the day and basically what it is is when the game loads up a map section um, your character is actually walking over top of the map but like mm-hmm. the whole like yeah, yeah. is printed but like you can go into certain rooms or whatever, but like the icon moves up and down, and they were beautiful. I remember some of like the locations in that game were beautiful. But then you get like your desert terrain or whatever, and it looks like shit. But you go into like the towns, and you would just listen to the music, and you'd be like, you'd see the people moving around, and they'd all have dialogue. And it was one of the first games where um, like the cutscenes were had voiceovers. So like yeah, I remember that. You'd you'd hear them like talk about, it. and it'd be that that weird like Japanese English where it's like almost broken, but not enough that it made sense. But it was still it was. It was one of the most enveloping games at the time. And as a kid, it drove me nuts. And I loved it. Like I, That's why I played it so much, I think, was because like it was the most involving but immersive game for an RPG at that time. Oh, fuck yeah. It was fantastic. It was a good game. Yeah. If you guys have never ch- checked that game out, definitely uh, definitely check that one out. Yeah, that's a cool it, game. Yeah, Legend of Dragon is definitely worth it if you're going to actually like sit down and play like a solid old-school RPG. That's 100% one I would be like, here's my disc. Freaking try it. Get into it. Come back to me. Tell me what you like. I'll give you another disc. I'll give you another disc. I'm going to give you um, Sarge's Heroes. Here you go. Have fun. I'm going to keep it for myself. So we, got, keep it for myself. we got two left. We got two left. In our number two slot and our number one slot. But do we have any ones that we would like throw in there? Like, can you have, do you have any games that you would remember that like aren't good enough to just bring up? Uh, Spider-Man. 
Spider-Man 1 or 2? Spider-Man, I'm going to say 1. Yeah. Because I played on the N64, but I remember going to your house and playing it. Yeah. And it was, it was, uh, it was a good game from what I remember. It, it, it is and it isn't. Because, like, when you think, when you play it now, like, there are games that don't hold up well. Oh, fuck yeah. Spider-Man is one of them. Yeah. If you play Spider-Man now, and if you want to talk about loading screens. Oh, dude. Every two minutes. That game. Uh, I would like to bring up uh, one game that you and me, uh, if anyone has owned a Game Boy in the recent events, has played a game called Fire Emblem. But before yes. Fire Emblem, uh, there was a little game called Hoshigami that me and DJ played, uh, Hoshigami of Blue Earth. And it's a little fighting game where you get like groups of people and then the, the stage would load up and the other people would have an army and you would take your dudes and you can rename them. This is, this is that game. Yeah. I have been meaning to ask you for the last like yeah. six years. Hoshigami was the game. Is one of those Hoshigami. games. Hoshigami. That's because it. Because you could get a party and I mean like like 20 plus characters that you, you would pick before the battle begins. You'd pick like 20 of them. Yes. I yeah. remember this. It wasn't that good of a game like at a standpoint to be on like a top 10 list but like you and me would sing Counters Hours because what we would do is we'd say we get 20 people for a mission. You'd pick six and I'd pick six and it was turn based. So whenever it was like some whatever one of the six you picked I'd give you the controller. Yes. And then you would play with your character. Hoshigami. And then whenever it's and they would level up and you could equip them you'd give them a better sword or a better bow or whatever but like it was one of those games like the story you didn't really it was like oh yeah the empire invaded freaking battles yeah I, I don't really remember the story but I remember the game I remember I, the game itself I remember loving could, it so you, much you could enchain attacks by like shoving people into other people yeah and like they would do combos and stuff it was a good game, but it was just it was one of the ones that we played as kids, and I, I we like I, I was gonna put it on my list, but then I realized how shitty it actually was when you think about it. Yeah, now if we go back and play it, it probably no it wouldn't hold like up. I really? remember that game so much. I remember there was one night specifically, like you came over and we played the and like we fuck played it like it. all night. And I remember that game, and I I could never remember the name of it. Hoshigami, Hoshigami. Uh, Scar of Blue Earth, I think it's called. That's I sick. I, I I couldn't remember the damn game. But it's that, one of those Japanese cool. fighting games. Yeah, but. When you think of fighting games, you think of like, like stuff like Tekken and Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And then like you get like the army fighting games where you get your army like Fire Emblem or Hoshigami or uh, other ones I'm probably forgetting. Yeah, like with an RPG element that are yeah, based and well it's and... almost like a strategy game in a sense, because yeah. it's not like you're controlling a character. And then you get like Legend of Dragoon, which has like fighting game elements where you're like you're playing an RPG, but at the same time each combat you know it's life or death kind of thing. Then you get Street Fighter. Street Fighter is a legit Street Fighter today is literally the first game that comes to mind when you think of a fighting game. Yeah. Like competitive Street Fighter. Oh, for sure. And uh, Street Fighter 2 EX Turbo is one of those games that is on my list and that's why it's at my number 2 slot. Is because it is the only game I have ever played competitively with my sister. And lost a lot <laughs> and lost a lot. <laughs> Uh, I don't normally play street uh, fighting games now. Like as an adult, I uh, I just bought Mortal Kombat 10, and you know I enjoyed it. It's a good game, whatever. But like it's not my they're not my cup of tea. But as a kid, uh, like TJ had mentioned before, that I had the pirated um, yeah PlayStation. The first game on it is Street Fighter 2 EXE Turbo, and that was back in the day when like Japan didn't want to make sequels. They would just remake their old games with like a yeah. but like hack on. So like you get like Street Fighter 2 EX Turbo Hyper Edition Super Extra Ultra Combo Omega <laughs> Alpha Super Surprise Boss like, Edition like Super Surprise <laughs> Happy like <laughs> and it's like the same game with like two extra characters, but like just like slightly better sound effects. Yeah, and like yeah. like slightly better graphics. But like the fighting game of uh, 2XE Combo was it was. Um, Probably when if you look at like all the Street Fighter games, it probably sucked in comparison to some of the other editions. But for me, it was never, never about that. It was about the time I spent literally getting to fight my sister. Yeah, like you literally getting to fight her, and she would whoop my ass. 
because there was this uh, there was a character and I think I can't remember her name in life for me, but literally her she was on rollerblades and her hand was like a machine gun that she could literally launch yeah. at your face. And Megan figured out how to combo launching the missile at my face and then running over me and then just chain the two of them together. And that was like one of those days where you like you you would get fun like you play fighting games with your friends and like there's always that one friend who does the same move over and over and over. How you and doing? Over. Yeah, it's you, you asshole. And you would get so mad and. But Megan learned earlier that she could do two moves in succession. It was like the beginning of the combo system that's now so popular. Yeah. And like, I didn't play a lot of hours of that game, but it always has like a special place for me because like playing that game, I go out of my way to like play with my sister again in a heartbeat just because of how much time we sank into it. But when you think of Street Fighter as a whole, when you think of fighting games, when you think of PlayStation, when you think of like where everything started, PlayStation owes a lot to brands like Final Fantasy, but it owes even more to Street Fighter. Yeah. When you like when you get down to it, it's ridiculous how much like Ooh, um, popular games. Well, like yeah. very popular games. It's the same as like Microsoft or not Microsoft. Well actually, yeah, I guess it is Microsoft. The creators of Xbox owe to the Halo company. Like yeah. when you think of an Xbox, I'm sorry, I, I personally think of Halo. Oh, I do too. But like you think of GameCube and you think of Nintendo, and Nintendo owes everything to Mario and Link, like the two brands. Mm-hmm. You think of PlayStation, the Crash Bandicoot isn't there anymore. It's not like Sega with Sonic. It doesn't have that. It doesn't have like that figurehead series, but mm-hmm. it has like three or four. It's got a bunch of them. Really good titles that help push that brand. Final Fantasy being one of them. Street Fighter being another. Uh, Resident Evil kind of counts, but it went cross-platform after three, so whatever, but... Street Fighter back then was so huge for Sony that like you could buy a Street Fighter covered PlayStation One like it yeah. was, like decked out in art and everything, and it would be the greatest. But I would remember sinking games, and then my cousin Candace, uh, who I won't get into too details, but as a child uh, wasn't she didn't do a whole lot socially. She didn't have a whole lot of friends, mm-hmm. but she's a great fantastic person she's way different now she's the most social being now i don't know where they all came from but, just <laughs> um, but we would go to her house and i wouldn't like we have pool parties over the whole family's over and like the two of us would just spend hours fighting each other in street fighter and, and when you think about it like gaming back then with your family like gaming wasn't huge like, yeah no it wasn't a big deal like you're either the nerd in the basement that never left the basement which we were oh hell but, yeah <laughs> how you doing it's mad support but like going to like a family event and being like oh hey you want to go play street fighter hell yeah i do and so I don't know. I, I think I have more of a family connection to it than like an actual how good mm-hmm. the game was. Oh sure, but it's it, it's something to keep in mind with the game. Like, yeah, and that's on your list, right? And, it's, and we're just doing a top ten. It's more of like a nostalgia factor. But like if mm-hmm. we're doing like the actual like the best Street Fighter, it'd probably be like three or whatever. But I wouldn't I wouldn't not want to include two because two is just so good. In my oh books. for sure. Um, but I guess that leaves our number one. So you've mentioned the ones that you'd like to put on the list. I've mentioned the ones I love to put on the list. You all have your number one top picks of PlayStation games or Nintendo games or whatever. The number one for me, because I'm stealing my number one spotlight from you. Because oh, my. Well, it's like, it's like I said earlier. Like, literally, I'm sitting here, and I, I was like, oh, I got like two or three games. You mentioned a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, and I mentioned Crash, but like, I'm, like, 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 I'm like, I don't really have one no. I can say, but I know the one you have, and it's definitely one for me, too. Because it's, it's, it's one of those games, like, you literally... You look at it, you would go to Blockbuster, back when Blockbuster was a thing. We remember Blockbuster. Hashtag we're old. Hashtag rip Blockbuster. <laughs> Hashtag RIP Blockbuster. Netflix, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Netflix killed Blockbuster. Video killed the radio star. Video um. <laughs> killed the radio star. <laughs> you would go to Blockbuster and you go to rent a game for a weekend, right? You'd be, you'd get in there and you're like, ah, I want to play a little bit of this. And like, I'd go in, I'd be like, 
oh, this is like a Digimon game. I'd rent that. Oh, Digimon World 3. That'd be one of yes, my recommendations. That's a that's another that's a good, that's a good game. another good one, but it's not in my top ten. Fantastic game, sunk a lot of hours, battle system's terrible, but whatever. You get to evolve your own Digimon. Woohoo, Greymon, whatever. Blah 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 blah. Not the point. Yeah, the point being Greymon. is you, you you'd look at Black War Greymon. Black War Greymon. Black War Greymon. I knew I'd find some way to slide that in there. Brandon was going to give me shit if I didn't because we were joking about it at the gym. But I was like, Black <laughs> But anyway, um, you get in there and you go, oh, hey, I don't know what I want to rent this weekend. There was a couple times where we'd go to like Pig Wiggly in town here in Newcastle. Yes. And we'd find a game like no matter whose console it was for. Like we'd rent one for the night. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I had mentioned before I had a hacked console. But one of the few games I owned that wasn't hacked that we actually went out and rented was a game called Legend of Lagaya. And it's L-E-G-A-I-G-A, which is like the weirdest spelling in the world. But you have three characters, uh, Vaughn, Noah, and Gala, who you could all rename. So obviously you name them like yourself, the girl you liked at the time, and like your best friend's name. Like (laughs) that's the day back in the day. Like when you got, you can name characters. You still probably do it if you can name characters. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I have, I have, I have all multiple different names. You you don't care what they look like or like you would think about it for like two minutes and you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to name it this. It doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter who it is. You can you're gonna call it ass you, you or could, yeah. fuck or something like yeah, that. like your old school Pokemon games, and you can name your rival Buttface. Yeah, literally, buttface. literally, Legend of Zelda. One time, I played through, and I called my I called Link fuck me. Yeah, and I I, I didn't I thought it was funny for like thirty seconds. I was like, oh, I regret that immediately. But then you get to like the dialogue where like it actually fits. <laughs> see, the one moment, the only time it fit, and it was really really good. Literally, we walked into Ice Cavern. Oh, and Navi pipes up. Fuck me, it's cold in here. <laughs> I just, I just lose it. I die That'd be immediately because it's just like literally like there's. It's not like hey, like hey, fuck me, it's cold in here. It was just like you know, hey, listen. But that's and that's half the fun though. Dialogue pops got, up, but it's just fuck me, it's cold. You in got here. to name that character. You got to like get that little bit of attachment because you know, yeah, it's, you it's, know, it's, so, even though it's my name, character. Like, fuck me. It was obviously a joke, but like but usually, you know, the guy was an RPG, right? Again, because I'm a sucker for RPGs. Whatever, come at me, bro. My point being is that like. I got to play an RPG with only three people. It was one of those party games where you only have three people, but you go through this massive world and it's a fighting game in the sense that every battle you got to do something. You had to input your own actions. Yes. So like the battle would happen and you go, okay, uh, I'm going to do attack instead of doing like magic or a healing spell or whatever. And then you'd be like, okay, um, I'm going to do tornado flame, but to do it, I have to punch with my right hand. I have to punch with my left hand and then I have to jump. So you would input the actions or whatever. And then, uh, the battle would play out, and then it would be like if your character was fast enough, you would go first. But if you weren't fast enough, they would attack you first, and which could be life or death in a lot of the battles. Like they could just mess you up. Yeah, because I, me- I remember it being like a very difficult game. Yeah, in the sense of like the, it you was would have to pre- sometimes. you would have to predict your actions because you would have to predict, and it, it was like Pokemon in the sense that like certain moves would go first no matter what, but yeah. other ones wouldn't. But like you would. Whereas Legend of Dragoon, you fought through every battle yourselves. Like you'd go in and be like, okay, yeah. I'm going to do this. And then you'd have to participate during that actual turn. Legend of the Gaia, like you go into a fight and then you pick what all three of your characters are going to do for that moment. Watch it happen. But like, hopefully you worked out revenge and then you keep going until the battle ended. And it was, it was nice because you still had like choice of input and whatever. But at the same time, it was hard as fuck. Yeah. Like... I have owned that game three different copies. I have downloaded it illegally on my computer and played it on like an emulator. I've just downloaded it illegally on my computer. Well, yeah, because it's like I, I downloaded it. Illegally you're playing on a PlayStation. You're playing a PlayStation game on your computer. Clearly, yeah. you're not. You're not. Clearly, this you're is doing not, something wrong. Yeah, but the story was so engrossing, and it was one of those ones where it was like the poor Japanese. Like there was no English translation, so you're just watching like yeah. the crazy facial expressions. Are like. <laughs> 
and you're trying to figure out that it looks like the guy's trying to take a shit or something. And it's like, oh my God, what's going on? Then but he dies. for me, it's, it's like, important oh. because like when I was growing up, uh, I didn't have a lot of time where I would be able to just disappear. And I could sink so many hours into Legend of the Guy because mm-hmm. like I knew the game so well and kind of like my future later obsession with Final Fantasy X. Like going through high school and like that was Final Fantasy X and then going through like elementary school, it was Legend of the Guy. Like that was the game I had. Like I'd go home and if I didn't want to deal with anyone, I'd put on Legend of the Guy and I would just be in that world as a kid. And like it was so much fun to do like the battle system of, and like just hearing like the cheesy like tornado flame yeah. and shit like that. Tornado flame! And then like you get like the, 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 the hype up like action like soundtrack music and like you're getting amped and then like your characters get your different elements. There's so much going on and then like as like a seven year old Garrett it's like holy shit this is the coolest thing in the entire world. <laughs> seven year old Garrett this is awesome. And I go to school and I no one I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Like yeah. it'd be like yo I play this game on the weekend and they'd be like so that's, that's cool man. Dude, I'm gonna go over here play some soccer, and I'd be like, "But Legend of the Gaia, though, it's so good." And I don't know, it's just it's my top because it's it's just it's so important to me as a kid, and then playing it as an adult, it's still equally enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's like games have like wow factors in the sense that like you can come back to it and like oh, this game's like like the first Mario. I know a ton of people who will still play the first Mario game, like the like World One One, and then like they'll go back and they'll play it and they'll still enjoy the hell of it. Yeah, oh for sure. And then you'll play a game like Jedi Power Battles and you're like, like this is complete trash. I don't know why the hell I enjoyed this as a kid. Yeah. Or like Sarge's Heroes and you look at it, I'm like, that is literally a pixel. I'm throwing a pixel at a person and it's blowing up a helicopter. This little (laughs) green dot of death. And but it's awesome. But it's awesome. But then you play like Legend of the Guy and you're still just as immersed. Like maybe that's just me because like I have such a connection with it, but like. It's still just as good. And my buddy Justin, I, I got him playing it, and he said he actually he got really into it as well. He actually played a lot of Legend of Dragoon as well, which was our number three. If you uh, number three, so attention. yeah, so so just to recap, yeah, number ten, number ten, Final Fantasy VII, because Final Fantasy VII deserves to be on any top ten list. Absolutely, it's just a great game. Started a brand, started a trilogy, started a trilogy. There's like ten games and then thirteen games. Final Fantasy VII, man, it's a long brand. Doesn't matter. Final Fantasy VII is our number ten. Number nine is Sarge's Heroes. Army Man, it's a great game. If you haven't played it, play it on any console from the 90s. You definitely cannot beat throwing a little pixel at a helicopter and blowing it up. No, it's a pretty big deal. Beautiful. You can throw a little green pixel of death. Number eight, what I believe was uh, Rayman, Rayman 2, uh, with my sister beating the first boss for me and me cheating my way to my future. You know? <laughs> Just enjoying my own history of uh, sneaking through life. Sneaking through <laughs> with all the unlockables, and then uh, number seven, with speaking of unlockables, was Resident Evil, I believe, with the tofu and the tofu. A, getting, you know, and you eventually beat the game, you can unlock different campaigns and you get your little reward system. Then we have Crash Bandicoot 2, number six, I believe. I might have got Rayman and Crash switched, but either way, they're we're still, rolling with it. We're rolling with it, we're going with it. Crash Bandicoot 2 is a really good game for just enjoying going in through and playing a level. Like, you could play one level and then save the game, there's two minutes of your time, absolutely. And it was just an enjoyable experience. Number five, I believe we did give to you with CTR. It was when you went on your little rant about Sam uh, and CTR. Or no, that would be number four. Number five was Jedi Power Battles because that's how we segued. Yes. That we segued into that's the how whole. That's we segued. Segued into the whole. We're sucking thing. at this. Oh, who cares? You know what? We, we're <laughs> listing them all. We're trying to remember we're, as best. We're as doing we can. our best here, folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? When you're going off the top of your head, from by the way, if you could see the table, we have yeah, no literally, paper, like no like when I do my list, sometimes I have to have paper. There's not a lot of shit here today. No. So we got the top five left. Top five left because uh, we got Jedi Power Battles, 
Then we went with number four with CTR. Yep. Number three with Legend Dragoon because of how much I enjoyed the game and the yep. action battle system. Number two was Street Fighter 2 because Street Fighter as a brand, which is why we liked Final Fantasy 7 so much, but actually I have personal enjoyment with Street Fighter 2 and just connecting with my sister. And then number one for me, the RPG that started it all for me and will continue to be my favorite to the dying day is The Legend of Lagaya, which is like little blue-haired Vaughn or Asfuck or whatever the hell you want to name Asfuck. <laughs> running around, saving the world from the mist beating up monsters and doing weird Japanese combos and yelling out tornado flame at the end of the day as he punches something in the face. There's nothing more enjoyable. Literally, there's nothing more enjoyable. Except for maybe throwing like a small green pixel of death at a helicopter. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if there's one thing you should take away from this list, small green pixel of death. Or really good multiplayer where you can kill your friends. Small green pixel of death. Or kill your friends. All right, so that was my uh, kind of my, my hangout with Garrett. Uh, we talk about our top 10 PS1 games of all time. It's all over the place. Our list at the end there trying to recap. Pretty funny how we, we had no idea what the list was, but uh, that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, when, when you've, you know, when you know someone as long as I've known Garrett, you know, you don't prepare for anything. And um, sometimes that's just what happens when you're not prepared. <laughs> you make mistakes like that. But it's funny. It's all in good fun. I had a, had a lot of fun doing that. I kind of just let Garrett take over because um, it was uh, it was almost easier just because he, he, he had all the all the games and so forth. And so um, be sure to let me know in the comments what you guys thought of today's podcast. Let me know what you guys thought of the list. Definitely some very good games in there. Um, a couple games I'm actually going to be looking up because uh, uh, very interested in uh, in those games again, um, especially the one me and Garrett were talking about there uh, near the end in our album mentions. Uh, some very good games. Be sure to check them all out. You can follow Garrett on Twitter if you so choose. The, the lyrical Gert. I, uh, I tag him on this as well. And while you're there, be sure to follow The Hotter Show. If you have not, be sure to like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. If you do any of those, please do not like it and then dislike it. Because that sucks. Don't be an unliking Larry, okay? That just sucks. <laughs> that bummed me out the other day. Someone liked my page. I was all, yay! Someone liked my page. And then they unliked it like literally like, an hour later. I was like, what was the point of that? Um, so that bumped me up. But anyway, here's what it is. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, be sure to, however you are listening, whatever medium you're listening on, if you're on the uh, if you're on the SoundCloud, be sure to give us a follow and a like. Always appreciate it. Always appreciate the comments. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Give us a like or a dislike, depending on what you thought of the podcast. Be sure to banter on in the comments. I always love to talk to you guys. And, of course, if you're listening on the iTunes, the easiest way. To listen to the harder show, I might add. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you don't even have to think about it. New harder show will just appear on your device no matter how you're listening. It's the easiest way to listen to the harder show, folks. And you don't even have to think about it. It just happens. You'll just wake up one morning, you'll turn on your back and go, Oh, new harder show. It's downloading. Because I post these at all random times of the day. So, but anyway, guys, that is going to do it for me today. I will catch you guys later, a little bit later on this week for Sunday's episode of the podcast. I will talk to you guys then. Take it easy.